0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 21st, 2023. I'm teaching a series on, I just finished one on the miracles of Jesus. Now I'm doing the parables of Jesus. So the miracles of Jesus, we spent five months there. The parables of Jesus, we're a little bit over three weeks into it right now. This is part 16. I'm starting with the parable that I call the mother of all parables. It is the parable of the sower. The title of today's message is taking God at his word. Put in the chat, I take God at his word and entering into God's rest. So it's like a two-part title, taking God at his word, entering into God's rest. Say that, I enter into God's rest. When you enter into God's rest concerning something, when you're resting and you know that God is working, man, you're not going to be moved by the things of this world and you will not allow the weeds of the world to choke out the Word. That you receive from God. Yesterday I talked about whatever you whichever one you feed more, that's the one that's gonna grow. Say this, say, I feed the word and I starve the weed. So we're gonna starve our doubts and feed our faith. Say amen to that. Get ready to receive the word this morning. So before we get into the parable for this morning, let me take a look at a scripture we've been looking at all year. Our church is meditating on this scripture. We believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Yes, Lord, I thank you for refreshing. I thank you for restoring. I thank you, Father, for fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing, a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit this morning, fresh wind. Say amen to that, say I receive it. All right, so let's talk about this parable again. In the parable, Jesus talks about four different types of soil, he taught this parable, his disciples didn't understand it, they said, Lord, can you explain it to us? This is the explanation that he gave, Then I'm going to talk about resting today. He says, well, there's different types of soil. So the farmer is like God. He takes the seed, which is the word of God, and he sows it down inside of people, which is the soil, right? And sometimes the seed of the word falls along the path. And that's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. As a result, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people like seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching." But although they quickly and gladly accept it, although they're super loud in church and they say amen and all of that on today's word, they're putting amen, go ahead, pastor, all of that, that's cool. But if you do not allow the word to go deep into your life, then, then this type of soil, you know what happens as soon as trouble comes, persecution comes because of the word, the power of the word attracts trouble and persecution. These people, they're quick to give up. Now, other people like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. This is what we're talking about today. These are the people that have the word of God down in their heart. However, inside of their heart, they have other things growing. And Jesus gives three categories. He says, well, it's the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. It's the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires. They have competing priorities. And so while the word is trying to work in the soil of their heart, they have other things that are working. And so this is why, as a believer, you got to learn how to take God at his word, how to enter into God's rest, How not to allow the cares of this world, the love of money and selfish desires to choke out the word, you have to rest so that the word of God can work. Because these people, once the word is choked out, it doesn't produce a harvest. Now, lastly, some people are like, good ground, say good ground. Okay, what is the good ground? Well, these are the people that hear the word of God and they don't do one of the first three, right? So they do understand it. So it's not like their understanding is unfruitful because they understand that Satan can't snatch it. Okay, got it they do allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. So that they're they're beyond surface level Christianity. Got it. When When the kids of this world and trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word, they're not quick to give up. Got it. And then these are the people that are not allowing competing priorities to choke out the word. Like the kids of this world, the love of money and selfish desires. So because of that, the word works and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. We're still talking about this ground that's allowing these weeds to grow up with the word, right? So let's talk about entering into God's rest and taking God at his word today. What does this mean to you today? I have six things I wanna share with you this morning. As I get into these six, I want you to meditate, medicate, open up to receive. Say, I'm ready to receive, you got it? All right, six things. Number one, here we go. First thing, you got to take God at his word. Say, I take God at his word. Put that in the chat. I take God at his word. So for example, if somebody gives you their word that, you know, you have an event on Saturday and somebody gives you their word that they're coming, then you're going to take that word based on their character and their track record. Like, is this a person that is trustworthy? Is this a person that I can take them at his word? Like if they, is this a person that says what they mean and mean what they say? Right, You know, there's some people that say, hey, I got this thing in my house Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. There's some people that say, I will be there. And you know that they may not come, right? Based on their character and their track record. Or other people, they say, I will be there. And you're like, oh, you tell your wife, oh, they're going to be here, but they ain't going to be here at three o'clock, right? That's just who they are. They will show up, but they won't show up on time. You know those people. You know what I'm talking about, (laughs) right? But so you're basing it off of their character and their track record. Well, God has a flawless character and a perfect track record. You can take God at his word. So when God gives you a word, you have to take God at his word. Now, the problem is that as we're talking about this ground that has all of this stuff growing in it, that when God gives you a word, oftentimes, most of the time, there's a space between the promise and the performance. There's a space between the confession and the completion. There's a space, right? And so in that space between God said it and there it is, in that space, the devil is going to try to do everything that he can to get you to get frustrated, disillusioned, give it give it up, stop believing. And so in that space, you got to meditate on God's word and you got to take God at his word. And you got to keep reminding yourself that God is going to do what he said he's going to do because he's a God of his word. God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he'll make it good. You got to keep reminding yourself so that the cares of this world will not come in and choke out the word of God. Say, I take God at his word. You got to take God at his word. Living by faith means that you're going to believe what God said and that you know that it's only a matter of time before you see in your hands what you've seen in your heart. God is going to do it. So living by faith while you're waiting on God to do what he said he's going to do, you have to resist. Say this, I resist fear, doubt, and unbelief. I'm resisting worry, stress, and anxiety. I am actively resisting it. And I'm reminding myself that God is going to do what he said he was going to do in my life. I believe God and I take God at his word. You got that? All right. Number two, living by faith and rest. So when you are in faith, you're also in rest. Let me explain. I've told you before that the highest form of faith is rest. The highest form of faith is rest. When you Really believe that God that like you believe that for God is already done and, and it's only a matter of time before it, it happens on the earth. If you believe that God is going to do what He said He's going to do, that for Him is already done, for you is is, is for you for Him is past tense, for you is future tense, but it's going to happen. Then you enter into a God's rest. Real faith. Put this in the chat. True faith has a rest component, meaning that if you're sitting here worrying about is it going to happen, then you're not in faith. If you're sitting here worrying about. Like you know, mm, I don't know. Now, if you're like, when is it gonna happen? Okay, you know that's natural. Like I mean, like you gotta you gotta learn how to rest and and not nag yourself and nag God. But if you're questioning if it's gonna happen, now you're no longer in faith. Now, now, so you, what you don't ever want to do is question whether or not God is gonna do what He said He's gonna do, right? And and, and please don't come to me with, with with stuff like you know these religious statements like, well, you just never know what God may do. No, if God gave me a promise, I know what God is going to do. If God gave me a promise, I know what God is going to do. I mean, don't do that to God. I mean, like if you're a parent, would you like it if you say to your kid, you say to your child, hey, I'm giving you this for your birthday. And and your son says, hey, for my birthday, I want this. And you say, okay, cool. Yes, you can have it. I'm going to buy you that for your birthday. And then the birthday's coming up and you hear your son outside talking to the neighbor. And, and the neighbor kid says, hey, I heard, you did you ask your dad for such and such for your birthday? Yeah. Uh, did he say he's going to get it? Yeah, he said he's going to get it. Okay, cool. So you know you're going to get it, right? Well, you just never know what my dad may do. If I heard that, I would feel terrible. I would. It, it would mean to me that whatever I've done, I have proven to my son that I'm not trustworthy. And my son has this perception of me that he can't trust my character and he can't trust my track record. And so when you don't believe God, you are, it's like an affront to God. Like if God said it, doggone it, I believe it. No matter how, it could get worse before it gets better, but you have to believe God. You don't want to allow these other things to grow in your heart, to choke out the word. You got to learn how to rest in God's eternal promises. You're called to live by faith and faith has a rest component. So God's grace... It's on you to rest. Remember, in heaven it's already done, and the manifestation of it on the earth, it's only a matter of time. So God is going to do what he said he's gonna do. You gotta believe God. You can't be questioning God that way. It is an affront to him. Say amen to that. Now, let me let me flip it another way. Let's say that God did give me a word concerning my marriage or my business or my children or whatever. And I publicly I take God public and I, I have the audacity to say out loud what God has revealed to me in my heart. And then, and I declare, no, for me, it's already done. Or oh, My son, like my son, my son wanted to get into the cinema program at VCU because that's what he wants. And so while we were waiting, VCU was taking forever and uh, my son had to throw it back in my face. And I was like, come on, son, these other schools already accepted you. We need to tell them something. What's up? VCU is taking so long. He looked at me and said, hold on, dad. I'm going to VCU and I'm going to the cinema program. Well, say, you, you know, that's what, that's, what about my faith? I was like, okay, my bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, son. I, I apologize. He was like, I, I can pray too. And I, I have faith and I'm, I, my desire is to go to VCU, to the cinema program. And I believe that God is going to get me into that program. I said, yes, sir. My bad. I'm sorry. You know? And so he got in there now. But here's my point though. When somebody does stand on the word of God like that, Some people think, oh well, that like you shouldn't do that. Like, like you know, you're taking too strong of a stance or whatever, or you're calling that, or you're commanding God. No, you're not commanding God, God is commanding you. What you're doing is you're expressing your confidence in God. Faith is an expression of your confidence in God and what he said is going to do. I have faith in God, and I trust that God is going to do what he said is going to do in my life. Say amen to that. Number three, then you got to enter into God's rest. So let's talk about entering into God's rest. So Having God's peace, that's important, but entering into God's rest that takes peace to a whole nother level. When you enter into God's rest, let me say it this way. When you enter into God's rest, then as far as you're concerned, you believe that this matter in heaven has been settled. Like for example, you brought it up to heaven, you you circulated this thing to heaven, and in heaven, they they looked at your prayer. And they said, yep, this prayer from Rick Pina is in alignment with the king's will. And so this is one of those things that is already done. And so in heaven, boom, the gavel was already hit and it was already settled. This is done. Now, down there where Rick Pina is on the earth, it's a matter of time. And so down there, it may not happen for five days, five weeks, five months or five years. But up here in heaven, bam it's a settled issue. So when you believe that in heaven, it's settled, like if you really, really believe that there's no way that this is not going to happen, like this thing is settled, then you enter into God's rest concerning it. I'll give you an example. I just gave this example in a a video I did on Patreon when Ethan uh, was being born. So when the doctor came in um, and the doctor was just doing his job, so I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to the doctor, but the doctor comes in and he's like, Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Pena, we tried to, you know, everything that we could, but this baby's coming. We could not stop the baby. He's coming at 28 weeks. And then he went on and just real quick, because it's not part of my message, I'm just sliding this in for free. So he was like, oh, real quick. So, um, yeah, his lungs are not going to be developed. So, So he's not going to be able to breathe when babies come out, normally babies breathe. And so when your baby comes out, he's not going to breathe. So don't be alarmed. We have a whole team of people here. We're going to intubate the baby. Let me explain to you what intubating is. They didn't know my wife was a medical professional. And so they, she, they walked through the thing about the tube and the windpipe and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to have these people here. And then we're going to have to put your baby in this machine because his eyes won't be developed. He's going to have jaundice. And then, and then he may have eyesight problems for the rest of his life and his lungs won't be developed. He may have respiratory issues and blah, 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 and his skin won't be developed. And, he, and we need to put him in this special machine and this and went on and on and on. And while this guy was saying this to me and, and um, Monique Farrell that's watching is, you know, he was one of your friends. Uh, nothing wrong. I mean, he was doing his job, but I'm saying like the Holy Spirit was saying something else and the Holy Spirit was screaming to me the whole time. Don't receive any of that. Right, right? None of that. Don't receive any of that. And so when the man was done, I grabbed Isabella's face. I said, are you done? He said, yeah. I grabbed Isabella's face. I pulled it towards me and I said, babe, we don't receive anything that he just said. None of that applies to us. Why? Because I believe that God was saying in heaven, this thing over Ethan is settled. And so in, in this case, obviously the manifestation was quick. Ethan came out, the whole team was ready because they thought he was not going to breathe. That little joke, they said he was not going to scream. He was only this big. He came out screaming. And then the whole thing they said about his eyes, none of that mattered. What they said about his skin, none of that mattered. What they said about his lungs, none of that mattered. Well, Ethan has no issues. So that's a different story for another day. God deployed us into the NICU for 56 days. God wanted us there. To God be the glory, there's nothing wrong with Ethan. But my point is, if you really believe that something is settled in heaven, you're going to rest in it. It was never a moment of, well, is God going to do it? No. If God said it, he has to perform it. And when you are resting, you don't take on the pressures of this world. When you are resting, you don't take on the cares of this world. You're not going to allow the cares of this world to choke out the word. Why? Because I'm resting. All right. So let's talk about the power of God's rest. That's number four. The power of God's rest. In God's rest, you don't take on the burdens of this world. You don't take on the cares of this world. So in God's rest, what you do is you learn how to relax. You you learn how to you believe that God is going to do what He says He's going to do, and it's only a matter of time. So you're not stressing because if you start stressing, then the stress can choke out the word. What you don't want to do is you you're not susceptible to stress, anxiety, fear, worry, unbelief because you know that those things are going to choke out the word. You are confident that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. So you start resting in the word of God. You are resting. You're like the farmer, going back to this analogy, right? Jesus gives this illustration. The farmer sows seed. And once the seed is in the ground, the farmer believes that the seed is working even when he doesn't see it's working, right? So the farmer believes that the seed is in the ground and the farmer's like, well, I can't see it no more. But the farmer believes that it's working even when he's when when he can't see that it's working. And so the farmer doesn't have to have a degree in agriculture for the seed to work. The, the farmer doesn't even have to understand how it works. He just has to believe that the seed is working even when he doesn't see it working. So this reminds me of another parable that I'll deal with later on in the series. It's called the parable of the growing seed. From Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29, I want to share this with you for this parable. This is what Jesus said this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed, it sprouts up and grows. And the man doesn't even know how. He doesn't have have to have a degree in agriculture for this thing to work. All by itself. The soil produces the grain, then first the stalk, then the head, and then the full, full kernel in the head. And as soon as everything is ripe, it's harvest time. Go get the sickle, I can bring in the harvest. What is he saying? The guy doesn't have to know how this thing is going to work. It just works. The guy doesn't have to understand it. Even when, he, we, when he's sleeping, say this. Say, when I'm sleeping, God is working. God is working even when I don't see God working. And even, uh, God is working even when I don't understand how God is working. So God is always working. And so the, seed, the word is working. What you don't want to do while the word is working is to get the kids of this world, the love of money and selfish desires to choke out the word. So no, I'm going to be resting while God God is working. Number five, meditating on God's word is going to help you to rest in his promises. So say this, say, I will be resting while God is working. So when you anchor, how do you anchor yourself in the truth of God's word? Well, you meditate, medicate on it day and night. You think about what God said. You think about it all the time. And you combat, just like the farmer goes out to pull out the weeds. Say this, say, I actively combat fear, doubt, and unbelief. So you want to pull out those weeds. You want to combat. You want to be on the offensive. The farmers out there pulling out weeds. You want to pull out the weeds of the cares of this world, the love of money, selfish desires. And you want to know that when the thoughts come and the thoughts will come. I had a conversation yesterday with somebody about this that she said to me, well, I I can't wait to get to the point where I'm not going to have no negative thoughts. I was like, hold on for a minute. There is a devil and the devil gets a vote. The devil is going to do everything that he can to sow thoughts of negative seeds in your heart and in your mind. Like, She said, but wait a minute, what about when my mind is renewed? I said, your mind is renewed, that's you. But we get thoughts from us, from God, and from Satan. And so even when your mind is renewed, you're still going to get thoughts from you, from God, and from Satan. So you still have to combat those negative thoughts. Those negative thoughts are going to come, but one of of the good ways to do it is by, this is why I wrote the books on the, the affirmations, open up the book, and declare the word of God. As you declare the word of God over your life, over your children, over your marriage, over your your finances, your health, your career, as you declare the word of God, you're reminding yourself of what God said. And so, so you battle, how do you battle it? You battle it with the word. Remember when Jesus was being tempted? How did Jesus fight back Satan? Every time Satan came with something, Jesus said, it is written. You need to know the word of God, get it down in your heart, And every time Satan comes with a negative thought, you say, no, 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 it is written and you come right back with the word of God. Say amen to that. And lastly, number six, spend your days meditating on God's goodness and his grace and knowing that the victory has already been provided. Say this, say, I have the victory and I have it now. So when you meditate and medicate on God's promises and you're you're declaring the word, you're thinking about the word, you're declaring what God said over your life, you're not giving the devil any space to grow in your heart. Because you have a victory mindset, say I have a victory mindset. I know that God's love for me is unchanging. I know that God's grace is already on my life. I know that I'm entering into God's rest. God loves me, I, 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 God made plans for me. God wants to use me. It's all about Him. It's not about me. So while you are resting in God's love and His grace, then then yeah, these weeds of fear, doubt, unbelief, cares of this world, love of money, selfish desires, these things won't grow in your heart. Why? Because you're resting in God. Say this. Say, I rest in God. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I covered a lot in today's message, by the way. I want you to seal the deal with the word. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I take you at your word. I have unwavering confidence in your promises. I live by faith. I know that your word shall come to pass in the fullness of your timing. So I enter into your your rest. I'm not burdened by the cares of this world. I trust that you will do what you said you would do. I believe that while I'm resting, you are working. Even when I'm sleeping, your word is always working. So I spend my days meditating on your goodness, your love, and your grace. I know the victory has already been provided. Your love and your grace sustain me as I wait on the manifestation of your word. This is why I can boldly declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. Tomorrow we're going to have another one. Listen, if you're not getting my notes, my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to today'sword.org. Why would you not sign up? Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I pray that you're learning how to enter into God's rest. You got to combat, combat these thoughts because the thoughts will come. You have to resist it. You have to stop. You have to actively fight against fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, stress, anxiety, Enter into God's rest and everything God spoke over your life shall come to pass. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.